0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode one of Backup Stories. My name is Justin Townsend. I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Rob Neumeyer. How's it going? Last week uh, was episode zero for us. It was our test run. We got a lot of positive feedback from everybody about how the show went, and we're really grateful for it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. So this week, we're still toying around with the formula of how the show is going to go and and what books we're going to talk about. So we just chose... Six books this week for us to talk about—a mixture of some things from last week, some things from this week—and do be careful. We're going heavy into spoiler territory for a lot of these books. So if you haven't read uh, certain books that we're talking about, you could pause and come back. You could skip forward a bit, whatever works for you, right, Mr. Rubb?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, if it's sitting on top of your reading pile, then then just hold off a sec and uh, or just skip ahead like four or five minutes, maybe. Um, but yeah, if you want to be in the conversation, I highly suggest you just, you know, read the book and and listen.
0: It wasn't a huge week uh, this week with big releases, but there were a couple of standout books uh, that we noticed. Rob, the first one that I noticed you picked out was uh, Chrononauts.
1: Yes, sir. Chrononauts, Mark Millar, and Sean
0: Murphy. Um, I've been very excited about this book since it was announced.
1: Excited, and I mean, I'm kind of nervous about it, too, just for the fact that Millar, likes to take his sweet-ass time.
0: Yeah, I've been a Millar fan for a while. Uh, Superior is one of my favorite books of all time. Uh Uh, Superior is a, I guess, a current-day story of Big with Tom Hanks. Uh, Mm -hmm. It has a little boy who becomes a superhero, uh, but it does not end the way that you think it does, and it is not because he makes a wish at a magic machine. It's a really good story. Uh, So ever since I I read that, I've been a... Malar fan uh, loved his old man Logan run. Uh, was Kick it? Ass. Uh, yep, he's probably best known for Kick Ass. Uh, what was the other one he, he did? Uh, he's been doing uh, Jupiter's Legacy, which has been ongoing uh, for forever. I would have dropped that book if it wasn't. I I did. I dropped it. Like I have no idea where the book left off. I, I think the last one I read was uh, issue three. Uh
1: uh-huh. But if it wasn't for Quietly, Frank Quietly, like oh. the, the art is. Really, the only reason I'm sticking with
0: the book, I, uh, I definitely read it whenever it comes out in trade. Uh, Nemesis was a, another mm-hmm. uh, another yeah. book that he did that was interesting. It actually, I think was pretty on time. Uh, no, Nemesis was a little late. Uh, you would know because you work in the store. Uh, so yeah, when Chrononauts got announced, uh, Millar and Murphy, I really enjoyed Murphy's art on the the wake. Uh, I think this is hands down some
1: of the best stuff he's he's done. Yeah, I mean the emotion and the people's faces—you could you could actually just see what they're kind of feeling. And like, uh, what was his friend's name? Uh, Dr. Riley. That's the main character's friend. Is Dr. Riley? Uh, so it's Dr. Corbin Quinn
0: and yes. Dr.
1: Riley. So Dr. Riley is like an absolute prick, and you could just see how cocky uh, he is with like his facial expressions and stuff. It, makes me, like, really not like him.
0: Let's talk about the uh, the actual synopsis for the book. Sure. Uh, so uh, to me, uh, while reading this, uh, the advanced solicits of it um, sometime in the future. It's unspecified when. Uh, we get the ability to time travel. And the first test run of this is actually just sending a uh, satellite, which I think they named Mark Twain 1. Yeah, yeah. They're just sending probes off and, uh, and seeing where they go. Yeah. Uh the book actually starts in I think it's it's in a desert. Where is it? Let me take a quick look here. Uh it doesn't say it's just a random temple. Southeast Turkey. Yeah. It's actually in Southeast Turkey. They find a, a temple underneath the sand and uh they're like, oh you know, this is interesting. They say it's the oldest uh house of worship in history. It predates everything. Stone, predates Stone, uh, by 6,000 years. Yeah, so they go inside, and they find a uh, fighter jet from the 70s uh, propped up, and it's like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, so apparently, they've been noticing, they've been finding relics, uh, underneath relics, that they're finding, like, it was underneath uh, one of the pyramids, they're finding, like, a whole bunch of supercars, and, and things like that, where things like this shouldn't be here. So... They've been noticing these anomalies, and I think that's how they figure out that you know time travel is is possible because these mm-hmm. things are happening. It doesn't really explain how they figure out how to do it. It just jumps right to doing it. So within the first couple of pages, you're finding this jet in Turkey, you meet the two main characters, and then the next thing you know, they're sending this probe. And they it's interesting where they send it to. They send it a live probe so that the entire world can watch and they fly the probe over what was the Battle of Gettysburg? Uh yeah. I, I believe it was,
1: I mean, it was definitely some point during during the war. The Civil War? Yeah. So let's take a look here. But, I mean, yep. it, it was great because, like, it's such a large media event for the world. Um, Gettysburg? They had people like...
0: Yeah,
1: they had people in Times Square watching the big screen. Uh, just everyone engrossed in their living room. I mean, the look of fear on that one little drummer boy's face, like when he looks up and you can
0: tell he's looking into the, the camera of the probe. It was, it was startling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's a success. And then they go, you know, the the, the two main characters, they, they, they hug and they're like 18 months until the first human trials. So uh, you fast forward immediately 18 months. And now uh, there's these two characters. They've shortened the... What they say that they narrowed the the suits down. Basically, instead of sending a pro back, they're just wearing suits, which they call chrono suits, and they're able to go back in time just wearing these suits. So they want to go back, I think, to when Columbus uh, was right before he landed on the Americas. And uh, so, also being televised through the whole world, one of the characters, uh, which one was it? Wasn't Doctor Corbin? It was the other one, Riley. Riley, Mm -hmm. he's a prick. Uh, He is exactly how I would picture somebody writing Johnny Storm if they could write Johnny Storm an image. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Womanizer,
1: just going after anyone he could get his hands on. Yeah.
0: Uh, Talking
1: back to everyone.
0: So, uh, of course, there's a failure. And the first pilot through gets lost in a time stream, and the second pilot is going to go try and save him. And that's the the end of the book is that the second pilot goes through, and then he is not where he thinks he's going to be. Where is he? Fifteen oh four. Yes, it was, um, and so that's where it takes place. He takes it. He comically gets an arrow through the knee, which is a nice Skyrim reference. I, it was,
1: it was kind of shin area. I thought it was I wrote down
0: it should have been the knee,
1: just for the fact that that I would have gotten a, a bigger laugh out of that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as a first issue, Rob, what do you think of it?
1: Uh, I thought it was smooth uh definitely got all the information out there that you needed it has me really interested i mean i went and like because the last page reveal um riley jumps back in time obviously to to go see where the other guy went and it says 1504 and i'm like okay well what happened then what what are these events and like i went on the wiki page, and like
0: read about the war that's taking place there. It's like some cool oh, stuff deep. that's going to be Oh, you coming. went deep into it. Oh, yeah. I'm I wanted to know. I'm not a big history buff, so I'm just pretty much letting the art dictate to me what's going on here. Uh-huh. So he lands in the middle of a big battle, yes. so it's bad news bears. Uh, but no,
1: I liked it. I liked uh, the character setup. You get to meet uh, Dr. Quinn's ex-wife. Um, he kind of like says his... Goodbyes to her. Goodbyes and regrets that he... He spent all his time doing all this work. Um, you know, she's off with another guy at the moment. Now, how did you take? Do you think the guy that she has been seeing was the one that's on like the the hospital bed there?
0: No, I don't think so. I think it's just they were showing. They were showing her in an at like in a corridor. She must work as a nurse or a doctor, and she's in the. The background on the phone and in the foreground they show like there's an operating room there's a patient laying on the table but all the doctors are up watching exactly what's going on the TV that these men are doing this historic launch into time and if she just happens to be on the phone with one of them uh-huh. well, that was like a cool little thing yeah okay well I didn't, I didn't know if, like, yeah they don't they don't I, they didn't say it so that's why I, I didn't think so mm-hmm. uh, I really liked it like I said I, I've been excited about the book I hope that it stays uh, on time because, mean, if anything can derail a book, it's delays. And, I mean, Rob mentioned it earlier, you know, unfortunately, Millar's books are often delayed. Well, see, that, that's the thing, too, because, you know,
1: Kick-Ass, when that first came out, and then it got optioned, big delay between issue three and four, and then every issue after that. It was, abs- it was like, ludicrous how, how late that book was. And it just seemed that every book that got optioned after that of his... Again, same thing. Um, and now, like, last night, they announced that
0: this Perfect. book got optioned. So it's going to be a movie, eventually. Uh, or something, yeah. Or something.
1: Um, man, I just, I really hope, because we know Murphy can, can stay on time. Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, the week was, I think the week was pretty much on time. They split that book, They though. split it,
1: yeah. They did half and half.
0: So they had four or five issues, and then they took a short little break, and then they came back to finish it up, because that story had a very very noticeable like let's stop here and pick it up in the next issue Uh so that'll be interesting I mean I'm super excited to keep reading it I was delighted with the way the first issue went I'm immediately enamored with the world that's going on here I wish they would have done more things where it was like the satellite was going in in between that gap of 18 months where it was like here's Gettysburg let's look at something else let's take it let's let's go back and look even further Uh I thought that would have been interesting to see the world's reaction to this. And I mean, that was something else really quickly that I thought was really interesting. They did show bits of people sitting there watching it on their TVs. And one guy was talking to his wife or girlfriend and was like, I can't believe you're not interested in this. This is like incredible. This is human history being made. And she's just like, no, nah, I'm not really interested. But yeah. other, other families were sitting there slack joyed. I would have liked to have seen more of that stuff from an opening, opening issue. If,
1: if I were to have any complaints at all, it's that it, it did read too fast for me.
0: Yeah, I um, totally get that.
1: Like, the, which is absolutely beautiful. I love the story. Very straightforward. But I felt that, like, just like you said, there could have been just a bit more
0: substance or backstory. Exposition, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's Chrononauts. That's issue number one. It is out right now. Mm-hmm. And we highly recommend that you read it. I Yeah, definitely. What's another one we could talk about? Oh, I got one for right here. Now, last week, Rob and I talked about Our love of all things Spider-Man. We're big Spider-Man fans. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man got me back into comics. And so what we're talking about is the second to last issue ever, supposedly, (laughs) of Ultimate Spider-Man. This is Ultimate Spider-Man. Miles Morales, the Ultimate Spider-Man, issue number 11. This book has way too many relaunches. I I always forget the Miles Morales part in the beginning. Well, this, is what, the third one? Yes, I think so. Well, it's the third Miles one. Yeah. So... What would you think of this? You just read this right before we came on the air. Yeah, I couldn't find my issues, so I had to wait until I got here to read it. Um, Initial thoughts?
1: Let's see, let's see, let's see. I feel like the last three issues could have been a little more condensed. Um, it does feel like it, they've been kind of spreading things out a little too much. Um, but. I can tell you right now, there hasn't been, between the Peter Parker Ultimate stuff and the Miles stuff, there there hasn't been an issue where I could flat out say, I hate this issue. Um, oh, I agree 100%. But this this is great, because finally, everything is coming together. You finally, you know, he knows the deal with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's family, that they're Hydra agents. Yes. Um, and he's have, currently captured by them. Correct, yeah. You have... The, the Spider-Man thieves, the two uh, costumed people that keep going around robbing uh, different warehouses. They just broke into a S.H.I.E.L.D. warehouse, uh, don't know what they're going after.
0: Um, but they're able to take down Jessica Drew. Yeah. Which I, which I wasn't seeing coming. I thought once Jessica showed up on the, the page, that she, it's like, okay, this is the first time they've come across a superhero. That the superhero will just take them down. And no, they, they actually took her down, and I wasn't expecting that. That was a beautiful illustrated um, fight scene. Oh I yeah! Mean, that that
1: final elbow to the jaw that she took was like you could feel it. Um,
0: I love it. Oh, I love David Marquez. Marquez's art is amazing. David Marquez's art is absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, there, you know, I mean, I was a big fan of uh, who was on this book before? Is Imminent, right? Uh, well, Pacelli was Pacelli on it. Pacelli was on it. Uh, I'm trying to think when it relaunched. though, with Miles was it? Oh, no, it was it, it was Pachelli with Miles. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I couldn't. I mean, I was a big fan of uh, Bagley stuff, um, but I think Marquez. I mean, Pacelli is amazing. But we talked. About, we were actually talking about her before, but it seems like she can't be on time because her art is probably very hard to do and takes He's a while. Fan. Yeah, it's so gorgeous. Um, her Spider Gwen cover, uh, the variant cover, is probably one of my favorite images of all time. Uh, but Marquez's stuff is. Like that's top great. notch. He needs, to be, he needs to be. on bigger, like bigger books.
1: When they announced that he was he was going to be taken over, um, this was probably two years ago at New York Comic Con. Um, I immediately went and got a sketch from him. Uh, he was doing something for Archaea at that point, so I saw him at the Archaea booth and just ran up. And that's I was smart. like, I was like, "Hey, whatever you want. I just want a little, a little Miles face." And he was like, "Yeah, that's
0: that's fine." So, that's mm-hmm. awesome yeah uh, that fight scene as you're mentioning was beautiful to watch i always think it's really really interesting when you can get a well choreographed fight scene and mm-hmm. it shows in the comics like that, that that's such an amazing thing to do as an artist is to be able to convey uh, speed, speed and movement exactly. I was just about to and say that. you know and punches and things like that if you can actually convey the speed of the fight that was going on between these three characters that's an amazing thing and that's well done here well, that's that's why I love like the Spidey type characters because
1: they seem to do that with with like the over agile characters. Yeah. like they'll show you where they last were. You know, a couple yeah. of different times, and yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Now,
0: I mean, do you have any guesses to who might be under those? You things? know, it, because. Look, like, I don't. The entire time I've been reading this little run that they've been doing where they've introduced these thieves that are using this, it looks like technology, to mm-hmm. have these spider slash abilities or quote abilities. Um, I've never really given thoughts to who was under the suit. I just thought that they, were, they could be mercenaries. I never thought that they were important characters until the end of the book when you find out they're working for Dr. Doe. Uh-huh. So Miles has been captured by uh, Hydra. And uh, they actually let his girlfriend, in a way, interrogate him. And she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were Spider-Man. You know, I, that's not why I was dating you. And he's just like, get me out of here. They've captured members of his friends and family. Mm-hmm. And uh, they want him for some reason. And at the end, Dr. Doom busts in. It was like, okay, did not see Dr. Doom coming in here. And it ends where you know the next the next issue is supposedly the last issue of the book. And they've got a lot of things to tie up. Yeah. I mean, his father's heir,
1: uh, his roommate. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a whole big
0: you know, mess to try and put together into one issue. Now, what I've been wanting to ask you, uh-huh. uh, and then I didn't know that you get – I was saving it for the show. didn't know that you actually had, had a chance to read the book. Uh-huh. Uh, was So next issue, supposedly the last issue. Do you think that this is the right storyline for this book to go out in? Like my, my feeling is that the previous storyline when Peter Parker has supposedly returned and handed the web shooters off to Miles, they battle the Green Goblin together. Like that to me, that ending chapter right there where he gives him the web shooters, Peter and Mary Jane ride off into the sunset. Like that's the way I, I feel like the book should be ending. It just feels like very rushed. Like we've just introduced Hydra into the ultimate universe. They've captured Miles. Dr. Doom is, all, is here all of a sudden, as far as I know. The only interaction that Doctor Ultimate Doctor Doom and Spider Man have had uh, was in the All New X Men, where now the X, uh, yeah. you know, the team versions from the Six One Six X Men have been transported all over the place. They're in the Six, uh, they're in the Ultimate Universe, and they're battling Doctor Doom because that's where Beast was being held. Like to me, that's the only interaction Miles and Doctor Doom have had. And here we are. We're going to be closing this incredible run with Ultimate Spider Man, and we're doing it in a very it feels like rushed fashion. I mean, obviously it it seems rushed. I I think that
1: there's two things. First, the Doctor Doom stuff, and obviously what's going over into New Avengers and Avengers with Doctor Doom. That's why I think that you're starting to see Doctor Doom everywhere. Because if you kind of think about it, during that all new uh, X-Men storyline, he wanted Beast because Beast knew how to access the multiverse, basically. Mm. And that was way before uh, the new Avengers reveal, a couple of weeks ago, when when you find out what, what his whole deal is, or kind of deal is. Uh, and then the second part is with all the Hydra stuff. Uh, back, was it like two issues ago in Mighty Avengers, when Misty revealed that all of the 616 teams have been infiltrated by a member of Hydra. Like
0: I think that was just Captain America proper. Oh, it was. Yes. Yeah, it Captain
1: was. America proper. So it was the first second issue of that then. Yeah. Um so that's definitely playing into everything
0: also. So we got Doom and Hydra mm-hmm. in the forefront of the Avengers books in the 616 and now here here they are pretty much circling back in the Ultimate Universe again. Yeah, cuz
1: there's the Avengers Operation Hydra series that's about to start. Um, so that's definitely going to play into all this stuff too. I just don't, like, obviously it's not going to be a flat out end because we know what's what's going to happen in terms of secret wars and battle World. So we know Miles is going to be there. We don't know about the supporting cast stuff. And still, they're saying that
0: the Ultimate Universe might be somewhere in some capacity yeah the secret the secret wars thing is just a wild mm-hmm. stab in the dark for all of us like i mean robert since it's up how do you feel about the idea of secret wars like you know we haven't really got obviously talking to, uh, talked about it yet so what do you think what do you think of the whole thing i'm i
1: love it <laughs> i mean honestly if, if you've been reading Avengers and New Avengers, uh, the whole lead up to all of this, I mean, you can go back to the first page of, or not the first page, first couple of pages of Avengers number one and just see all the, the nods to Infinity and, and Secret Wars, basically. And, uh, and then if you've read the original Secret Wars and Secret Wars 2, I mean, just the Molecule Man, Doom, uh, Beyonder, it just all comes together. And, and that's why I was pissed that that I didn't realize that Doom
0: had a bigger involvement in all of this. I've never read the original Secret Wars, Run. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few things I, I haven't read. I mean, I, I, I know the importance of it. You know, Spider-Man gets the symbiote costume uh, coming out of that. Uh-huh. Um, I've read the what-ifs that dealt with it after, that they've done for the, the 20 years plus that, that the books since that book launched. Uh, so the doom thing completely blew me away when it was revealed that you know he's been the guy on under uh, with all the incursions behind the incursions. I mean that book is so confusing.
1: Well, see that I mean that would be all. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other conversation. Um, I mean, I, I still think that he is uh, trying to do good and stop what the Beyonders are trying to do. But you know that that's what our, our friend Ryan. And I have been talking about. We, we go and talk about all things Hickman. So this is quite a mystery to put together.
0: I'm super excited for Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I like crossovers a lot, so I'm I'm interested interested to see where this goes. Um, I really can't wait until it's actually over. Like I'm. I just want to see what when the dust settles, what everything looks like. But that's a couple months away, and we're, we'll definitely get there when we get there. Yeah, and like all the
1: Battle World stuff, or pretty much everything they've announced like there's there's a lot of interesting stuff in there there's some crazy and, stuff and like i know event books can get like wacky and stuff but it's it's gonna be fun it, like honestly there are books in there that that make me like feel young again in terms of like oh my god i remember i that happened. I remember that character
0: uh oh yeah there there's um Sad news aside about about what's going on with the writer, but the the X Men ninety two uh-huh. was something that like immediately uh, caught my eye. The um, I think it, it's a Marvel Western. I don't know. Is it like eighteen? It's like I, I want to say eighteen eighty six, but that's because I've just played the Order recently. Yeah. But the Marvel book that takes place in like the eighteen hundreds, like the Western book. Uh-huh. The art for that they've showed concept art and it looks really really good and I'm excited to see it. And then there's the
1: Angela sixteen oh two
0: series. Yeah, uh, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff. Um, I just think that,
1: you know, this is their their fine-tuning. You're going to get some cool stories during this period. But just like you said, once all is said and done, like when we start to see the real solicits, uh, will everything be renumbered? Will, you
0: know? Rob and I have a, a serious love of speculating. Uh, what I like to call as hot stove, uh, <laughs> hot stove comic book talk. Uh, I'm a big baseball fan, so like when hot stove starts, that's like the off-season where there's, rumors and speculation of who's going where and who's going to sign with what team so rob and i will sit there and be like well okay if dan slot leaves spider-man where's he going oh what if he goes and takes over daredevil okay but then where's mark wade going because we know hickman's coming off avengers so where does that leave that book and we like to just try and connect all the dots usually we're completely wrong yeah but it's a it's a lot of good fun so don't be surprised if all of a sudden one of those springs up in the coming months
1: yeah we'll see well, I mean the solicits have to start hitting the new previews is next week. So we'll get a peek at some stuff. But then I would I would probably say within a month we'll we'll really like hit hard on what's gonna happen.
0: Cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was uh that's Ultimate Spider Man number eleven. One more issue to go there. What do you got, Rob? Uh let's stick with Marvel. Let's go Howard a duck. This <laughs> issue surprised me to death. I like fun. I like fun things, hundred percent. But when Howard the Duck was announced, I was like, "I'm going to read one issue of this, and then probably just let it, you know, fade to the background." Doesn't seem like it's going to be my type of book. And boy, was that wrong. Uh, yeah, I wrong!
1: Yeah, I didn't know what it really was going to be. I, I've read some Howard stuff before. I mean, it, it's just all wacky, you know, nonsensical kind of things. Um, I mean, the most exposure I've really had to him was when the, the old movie was out, and then there was this horrific Commodore 64 game. There was a game? Oh yeah, Commodore 64 128. I had um, Howard the Duck and it
0: was terrible. <laughs> um, I like. I, I wanna read just the opening blurb. Uh, okay. So the, the synopsis for the book on the first page is what pulled me in. I mean, it's Chip Zdarsky writing the book, so that gives you a kind of idea of what the book's going to be about. Uh, And that's pretty much the reason I picked it up was for Chip. So it says, Howard is a duck, as you no doubt pierce together from the title of the book and the cover image. But he's not just a duck. He's a duck who talks and displays a remarkable amount of common sense in a world gone mad. Brought here through the nexus of all realities several years ago, Howard has struggled to find a place for himself in this world of hairless apes. He's been a -a rent-a-ninja, a presidential candidate even a George Lucas movie subject, but no matter where life takes him, he's still trapped in a world he never made. The George Lucas part, I was like, oh wow, they're referencing the movie, okay. Like, this this is pretty cool. My question to you is they use this line in a world he never made. What does that mean? in a world he never made? Yeah, they they, they they reference that a couple of times in the book. Like, I'll, I'll, as you're talking, I'll try and go through and find other ways, other times he said it. Uh-huh. But I thought maybe that was something that I was just missing.
1: I mean, I would imagine that just means, like, fit fit in.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe that's just his way of saying it.
1: Yeah. It's, I don't think it really has a deeper meaning than that.
0: Okay. Like, I never
1: made it here, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, I love that... That it's a very heavy emphasis on his private eye stuff because um, he's such a smart ass.
0: And, he really is.
1: <clears throat> you know, he he has ties with uh, Jennifer Walters, She Hulk, uh, who hates him apparently. Yeah, I mean they just go back and forth, and oh, it's, it's it's hilarious. She's such a great character, and and he and Chip writes her perfectly in my opinion. Um, what was the little blurb that like when? They were giving directions, like in the porn theater. It's directions. And it's like,
0: uh go up to the building. If you if you've passed a she-hulk, you've gone too far. Do not talk to the uh to the (laughs) she-hulk. There were so many little like things like that just thrown around, like in such small type that you
1: know, that if you miss, then you know, you missed. But go back and just
0: read every little, little, little thing that you could see because there are some some really, really funny things. There. Oh, this book is hysterical. Like, you know, you think it's going to be like a funny book with Chip Zdarsky writing it. You know, like I'll laugh a couple of times, but there were some parts that I found like genuinely hysterical. There's this part at the end where it's like, here we go, 15 hours later. I mean, 15 hours later in the sense of the story's timeline. Maybe you put the book down for 15 hours between the last page and this page. I find that hard to believe. It's a very exciting book. <laughs> like stuff like that where it's like met, where it gets very meta with the reader. Like Deadpool does that a lot where it becomes, uh-huh. he like, it, it breaks the the fourth wall. Yeah. And I find that stuff to be terrific. Uh, so Spider Man is in this book a ton. Yeah. And Spider-Man, I was not expecting
1: that. Uh, basically, the, the synopsis is uh, he gets bailed out of jail. Um, you know, and that's why he's pissed at She Hulk because he kept leaving her messages. Uh, so he gets let out and he meets someone that he was kind of incarcerated with. Uh, she gets let out at the same time. What was her name again? Let's see if you can find okay. the, whoever she was with. Uh, he was with. Sorry. It slipped my mind. Um. Don't call her doll. No, she no, doesn't like that. that. She was pissed at that. Uh, she's a tattoo artist, though. Um, so they get out together and he's going back to his office. Tara? Tara? Yes. Okay. I thought I wrote it down, but I guess I didn't Um, no. um So gets to his office, a uh, client comes in, and this guy's looking for an amulet that the black cat had stolen from him. And so, you know, he's like, oh, okay, cool, a job. Uh, you know, I need money. Um, so he goes and enlists Tara to help him out. And they do this, <laughs> that training montage thing. Yeah. I just want someone to like make that an actual song. I mean, we've seen it happen with with the Spider-Gwen, the Mary Jane thing. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised if, if someone has already
0: recorded this. I think that's the new form of cosplay, uh-huh. is, oh, there was a song or a band in a comic. Let's actually bring that to life. And that's, uh-huh. that's really amazing when you think about it. Yeah, it's funny. Um, so they head over to where the Black Cat
1: is, basically. Terry they, knows where she lives. Uh, uh-huh get the amulet black cat burst through the door hijinks ensue yeah, yeah yeah and then there's uh there's a lot of spidey action and i was talking about this before but <clears throat> when so there's a gatherer basically that also wants i would imagine was he going after the amulet or howard? i think he's going after howard yeah yeah uh so basically he zaps howard and collects him uh and as Spider-Man is arriving at the scene at that point, sees Tara and like a little burn spot on the ground, and just goes to his knees and he's like, "Oh no, Uncle Ben, I'm sorry." I was like, "Oh my God, that's
0: dark." I thought it was the funniest thing is I, that you know they're in a way they're poking fun at Spider-Man through the whole book, uh-huh. uh, and then he comes up at the end and he thinks he's failed and Howard's dead, and the first thing is like he just starts crying and talking about his Uncle Ben. Like I thought it was one of the funniest things. Uh, the way the book ends like makes me really want to read the second issue because uh, he's collected and he finds himself in this, you know this ship, which is like a prison in a way, he's in a oh. cell where he ended, where he begins the issue and his cellmate is rocket. yep. so um, uh, and that's perfect because yeah. they're
1: both like almost the same characters. they they're like kind of they are you know, misunderstood. they're crabby. they fucking animals hate humans mostly. Uh so yeah. Um it's it's gonna be a nice little guardian's rescue, I would imagine they're gonna come
0: and save the day. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes actually. Like it, it surprised me. Like I thought it was gonna be fine. I thought it was gonna be a book that I would enjoy, but like really wouldn't give a a second thought to like a, a book like that for me personally is Squirrel Girl. Like I read the first issue of Squirrel Girl. I liked it. I'm like, this is totally great, but just not for me. And I figured, like, this is going to fit into that category, but mm-hmm. it really surprised me, and, like, I'm definitely going to pick up the second issue. Yeah. It's, it's kind of amazing if you think about it. Like, if I would have told you a year ago, before Guardians came out, like, we're going to be reading a brand-new Howard number one. It's going to have a really, really popular writer on the book, and that people are going to like it. What would you have said? Like, no way? Like, yeah.
1: No, I would never say no way, because, I mean, we, we've seen characters... That you would think would have no chance to have their own book, like blow blow your mind. Like honestly, Hawkeye, you could just look at Hawkeye and be like, "That's true." You know, he he was such a small, nothing character that no one, you know, any series that he did have before that just didn't really do anything.
0: Yeah, but even still, you take Hawkeye and Howard the Duck, and they're even with Hawkeye before the adventures, You're still in two different classes.
1: Um. I mean,
0: in terms of, like, rated characters, like A, B,
1: C, yeah. I would say Hawkeye then was a C, and Howard might
0: be an E. Really? man. Yeah. Apparently I haven't thought of Howard as highly as I should have over the years.
1: Well, I mean, I going not say F, but E, yeah.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay, good enough. Um, yeah, great stuff, definitely. I'm just noticing this, I'm looking at the title of the book. And it's trapped in a world he's grown accustomed to. Harry the Duck, number one. That's perfect. So yeah, Harry the Duck. If you haven't given this book a shot, uh, I would definitely recommend going and doing it. it. It really surprised me. Maybe it'll surprise you. What do you got next? We both are holding a copy of Red One. This book came out this week uh, from Image Comics uh, by Xavier Dorison, Terry Dodson, and Rachel Dodson. It is a beautiful book. And when Rob came, I was like, well, I'm going to talk about Red One. He's like, oh, good. I brought it, too. And uh, it is my surprise of the week this week. I did not really pay attention to anything Image does as far as announcements. Like, I kind of like being surprised by Image. Uh-huh. Like, I know that Image Expo happened a couple months ago, and I know there was a 1,000 books announced it felt like. Yeah, and they just, like, the other two days ago, I think they announced, like, another six or seven. Yeah, like, I just, I know they're going to be good books. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Descender number one came out yes. from uh, – Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen. And I knew nothing about the book. Rob just kept talking about Descender, like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And I was like, I don't know anything about this. And so when I read it, I I was I came in totally blank on the book. Like, I did not have any expectations, didn't know what it was about. And same thing with Red One. And I only saw it in, uh, in the pile uh, as I was going through with Rob and uh, decided to give it a shot because the cover really was gorgeous looking. And uh, it is a gorgeous looking book. Uh, so what were your initial... I liked it a lot. Uh, not knowing anything about it, um, the premise of the book is that uh, it takes place in the 70s, right. and our heroine, uh, her name is Vera. It appears that she is a female Captain America, but they do not come out and say it, and she is from Russia. Uh, so she is, the premise is that she's being sent to the Americas to become an American superhero uh, to pretty much sway the opinions. Uh, the opinions of the, what's the word I'm looking for here, the American people mm. about the word communism uh, by using like a back, like a backdoor, um, what's the word? Uh, like trying to convince them that communists are okay without actually ever saying that. It's
1: uh-huh, so like a reverse
0: psychology. That's the word I was correct, looking for.
1: Because, yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of saying that Americans are obsessed with with these superhero type characters. Uh like in early in the issue, it made me laugh. Uh, her handler was like, "Do you, you know, have you, have you ever heard of Batman?" She's like, "No." And what about Superman, Spider-Man? She's like, "No." And, and he's like, "You know, they're they're fictional characters that that the Americans are obsessed Just with." She's like,
0: "They believe in fairy tales still."
1: Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's got some pretty heavy stuff, especially starting like the first two pages.
0: Um, you did an excellent description of this book when we were talking about it before we came on the show. So why not, why don't you take this one? Okay, uh, so basically starts off, and they're showing
1: an adult film uh, with two females, um, and they kiss, and there's a big protest going on outside. Um, America in this age is is not gay friendly, um, and. You know, it's it's still right around the Cold War time, so the commies are are a hot topic for them, and there is uh, a politician. I wrote her name down. Jackie Core. Uh Just you know, she's running for office, and it's on the platform of, you know, look, we got this guy out there, the carpenter. He's cleaning up the Americas. He's uh, he's a
0: vigilante. Yeah,
1: he's he's killing. He killed this this female actress because she was you know she 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 kissed another woman yeah yeah. so uh she's running on this platform like look we're gonna clean the country up so you know believe in what i believe in and we'll get through everything so the russians now they're like okay we we don't want this person to be elected because if so this is going to really stir up uh, everything that that has kind of just started settling down with the Cold War, so that's why they they kind of send Vera over there is uh, to to get into uniform and convince everyone that you know hey you know communism or not communism just commies that that's not a word
0: we should be yeah kind of scared of I, I liked the description they used at one point they said like we wanted to be less like john wayne and more like bob marley yeah which was confusing to me because i was like man is this the way that that, that comment like commies or the, or the russians thought at this time and i mean you that you had told me no um but continue please uh okay let's see so what, right after the beginning uh
1: so they show obviously all her training and stuff like that and that that's kind of what we I, I don't know if she is just really strong or if she was genetically tempered uh, tampered with.
0: She is doing things that are mind-bending. You uh-huh. know, she's while her legs are being dangled in the air, she's lifting weights, but like you know are arching her back in a way that is not humanly possible as far as I' as far as I know. And they show her just constantly doing things above and beyond. like if you were to just put Captain America in her place, you'd be like, oh all right, Captain America. So I mean that's where we got it. They don't say it. They don't. They don't say anything about it. Perhaps they go that way later in the book. Well, the only
1: reason I, I think that not is the fact that they're saying like, look, Batman, Superman, they worship these these fairy tales, like you said. So if if it's just true, you know, like she said, I started training early. Um, I I don't think there are like super powered
0: people per se. Nope. We're not sure. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. we we'll, we'll <laughs> see where the book goes. Um, so it goes on further, and then you know she comes to the Americas. She meets a handler. <laughs> she's
1: clueless. Yeah. She has no clue. Like she's she's a smart person. She could blend in perfectly, but when it comes to you know like our cultural type things, uh, you know she's she doesn't know that movie actors are rich and 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 powerful kind of people. So she kind of blows this one guy off because yeah she doesn't care yeah
0: i like her name her her fake name Uh, it was most american thing ever alabama jane (laughs) yeah it's about as american as you can get at that time Mm -hmm. so it ends with her you know meeting her handler uh and then pervy pervy handler yes and then getting into her i guess her costume uh and uh that's where the book ends and then we're gonna we'll eventually pick up with uh with issue two and see where it goes yeah i'm i'm
1: very excited to keep reading it. I, I think it has a lot of potential. And, I mean, it definitely looks beautiful. I love oh, the yeah. colors.
0: Uh, written well. So, yeah. Highly suggest it. So, that's Red One from Image Comics. Out now. Mm-hmm. Now, you got a couple of books over here, Mr. Rob. Why don't you, uh, you want to tell uh, me what you got. This
1: is, this is just a quickie one.
0: Um, Future's End,
1: number 50. Oh, sorry, 46. I think I wrote <laughs> 50 in the post. Whatever. I'll fix that. Um... It's, it's coming to, like, the final stretch, I guess you could say.
0: Um, no, I'm not reading Future's End. Uh,
1: the only reason I'm bringing this up, and I, I don't think I'm going to spoil this one, just for the fact that if people are waiting for, you know, this whole big one compendium to, to read, um, I will say this, though, and it's been spoiled in the news and stuff like that, so if, if you're a big Batman Beyond fan, grab this book just cause you'll get probably some of the most heroic stuff that you've seen him do uh, Terry McGinnis. And um, there's a really, really great Tim Drake moment in here and that's all going to come to a big head and uh, you're going to have a new Batman beyond, I guess you could say. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So still don't know if, like where in the future this Batman Beyond is going to be, because they're saying that this new future is the definitive new DC future. Um, Um, But again, with with the new 52 being dropped and... uh, Convergence happening. Yeah. They're saying that
0: this timeline is the correct timeline now. Wow. I had no idea that any of this stuff was going on in this Mm -hmm. book. I mean... Batman Beyond somehow passed me by. I think when the, the cartoon aired, it was like right when I stopped watching cartoons and then there wasn't really like a comic out when I was reading comics. I know that there've been a lot of starts and stops with him as a uh, lead uh, character in mm-hmm. a comic book. Um, I read originally that he was like the main star of Future's End, and I, I read like the first issue, but I could he's, never get into it. Yeah, he's, he's. I mean, there there is a lot. There's a big cast. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's just one of those, you know. I'm going to have to borrow that from you and try and jump in at issue 46.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, I would wait. Wait till it's collected? Yeah, because yeah. it's got some great, I mean, Brian Azzarello, Giffen, Juergens, Lemire, Eaton, I don't know. Those are some names. Yeah. Those are some actually <laughs> bigger names than I thought were on this book. Uh, but continuing Batman, this was another two-week-ago book. Batman Arkham Knight, number one. And this kind of stems off of, obviously, the video game franchise. Um, now, have you read the other Batman like I did read our, video the video game
0: comics. Yeah. Um, I've read a little bit of, uh, what was it, Arkham City, which mm-hmm. tied Arkham Asylum and Arkham City together. Mm-hmm. But I did read, um, now I think there was a continuation after that, but what I know that I read, and I surprised Rob with this before, was after the conclusion of Arkham City, uh, spoilers: the Joker is dead, and everyone was like, "Well, that can't be. That like, there's no way that was possible." And so what they did was they came out with a five-issue miniseries digitally called Arkham City Endgame, and uh, they showed the Joker being cremated in that book, which is where the book pretty much ended. Now this is Arkham Knight. This is what I showed, uh, explained to Rob before was actually some of what's happening in this book. Is and during the same timeline as that series that came out a couple of years ago, Endgame. There's a a part in here where Batman is in Arkham Asylum, and I realized this because he gets trapped by the Joker, and the Joker thinks, you know, the Joker had set up a a trap to kill him after his death. And Batman escapes and everything. But what it does is it shows the Arkham Knight, who is the the bad guy in the upcoming video game, watching Batman do these things. So it's a really cool thing of where there's two time periods going together. Uh, but that's like was just like this little neat tidbit about the book.
1: Now, I mean, th- this it gets brutal, and I think this is some of the best like non like ongoing Batman stuff that that's been written in a while. Uh, it's Peter Tomasi, and Tomasi's so good. Oh yeah, there, there's. I mean, just to show how serious uh Ark Knight is. <laughs> The electrocutioner comes back, or one of his henchmen, because he's he's not around anymore, and he has his uh his gauntlets. This is right in the beginning of the book. So he's going after Batman, Batman takes him out, leaves him on the roof for the police department to come get. And Arkham Knight just like walks up behind him, looks at him, and blows his brains out.
0: Yeah. So, for those wondering, maybe why Arkham Knight, uh, the video game, got a mature rating, I think they're kind of laying the groundwork for it here because this guy doesn't seem to be taking prisoners. No. This guy just seems to be killing anybody who comes across uh, comes in his path. And I think it was a. Did he mention there something about like I feel like it was one of those Joker lines where he talks about like in the Dark Knight, uh, Joker says like we deserve like a better class of criminal. I felt like it was something like this.
1: Uh, no game. that's a, i don't remember that
0: i'm, I'm sure he did you probably
1: remember it that but obviously um this is i might be making that up this is leading right up to the game um it has some of the funniest banter between bruce and alfred um like some of the best like cuz we haven't seen a lot of bruce in batman it's been batman obviously
0: yeah so these are some like really cool
1: bruce moments yeah
0: I, I, there was a line like it uh he, he's talking to the guy that he's going to kill the executioner and he goes as i strike men like you will believe that we're on the same side but you'll be wrong because i know just how meaningless the rest of your lives really are to this whole story so mm-hmm. you know not a better class of criminal but he's pretty much saying like look guys like you are just meaningless so i'm just getting you i'm taking you out of the picture permanently uh-huh. so then we find
1: out that still in death the joker is is killing people killing people his body is rigged with with the laughing gas they're trying to cremate him and uh the coroners are dying left and right um and i mean the mystery just keeps deepening like i don't it's it's gonna be really really weird to know that throughout this series if if we can kind of guess who the
0: Arkham Knight is? My question I was about to ask you was: Do you have any idea who this guy is? They, Rocksteady, who's doing who's doing the game, uh, says the Arkham Knight is a brand new character. Oh. Uh, who is writing the? It was Paul Deeney wrote the first uh, the first two Arkham games? Yes. He's not doing this one. It is coming in house from Rocksteady, and they're saying that the Arkham Knight is a uh, a a new character completely. Uh, lots of people are actually speculating that you know maybe it's the Joker and that he didn't die, but they're in two separate situations. Like you know they're showing the Joker dead on one page here and an Arkham Knight in another. So it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Uh, or if it is, they're doing a very very good sneaky job of it. But no ideas, Rob? Who it might be? No, no. I mean, I I hope it's not the Joker. No, I hope I hope the Joker stays. Dead. You know,
1: you had first game Joker, second game Joker, Origins Joker. Yeah. You know, let, let's let's have it be... Like, a lot of people were saying the whole Joker and Harley baby in some weird little situation there, but then Rocksteady kind of threw that oh, one out. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. Well, let me ask you this. Will you be disappointed if it is a brand new character that we're meeting, or do you want it to be an existing character that we're just not seeing coming? I put my full faith in Rocksteady. That's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, they, they haven't let me down. With, with
1: the first two yet. And I really enjoyed the stories of those games. And all of these little tie-in books are, are beautiful. I mean, some of the best DC books right now are these weird little you know video game books, like oh, Injustice.
0: Injustice is phenomenal.
1: If you go read, the, especially the first two seasons, the Tom Taylor stuff, um, mind-blowing, awesome. Like, you get
0: their, their real personalities, it
1: seems. Yeah, you had
0: mentioned to me, that injustice, as warped as it is, actually feels like the real DC universe. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like, if if
1: they would have ditched the the New Fifty Two like back then and and ran with what they were doing in Injustice, um, because like I understand why they had to reboot and stuff like that. They they definitely wanted more sales, and it, it worked for the first year, year and change. Um, but to me, it just took so long for for these characters to. You know, start to intermingle and meet each other. And um I don't know. I, I I I don't like that. I like you like a connected universe. Correct. Yeah. And Injustice really had that feeling to me. Um, I mean there are tons of DC books that I'm I'm definitely not a DC hater, but there are there are tons of DC books I read. I mean we'll get to more next week, but I don't know. I, I love the injustice feel.
0: Oh absolutely. I, I mean injustice. Is probably outside of Batman, my favorite, and Batman and Robin, my favorite DC book. Like, it feels like the Justice League universe. I'm learning about characters that I really never learned about before, like, because I've never really been a huge DC guy. So, like, I'm seeing uh, Constantine, or Constantine, however you want to say it. Uh, you know, interact with Batman. I've never seen that in a main DC book. I mean, mean, perhaps it's happened in the past, but I've never seen it. I'm learning about Dr. Fate. Um, I'm learning about the magical, this whole season of Injustice has been about the magical realm and then trying to stop Superman. But uh, every week I look forward to Injustice being released digitally. It's like I I have it on subscribe, immediately comes to my phone, and then I can sit there at work while pretending to work and read it. (laughs) Good job. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, that's issue one. Uh, The next issue will be, uh, I think it's like the Joker's last Will and Testament kind of deal. So, uh, very excited. So, whether you read it digital or in print, um, I highly suggest it, especially if you're a fan of the video games. It's not going to spoil. It really ties everything together.
0: Yeah, it ties everything together really well. Especially for me, like because I had read that Endgame stuff a couple of years ago. So, it just shows a different side of that. Like, oh, this character, the Arkham Knight, was around back then. We just didn't know it yet. Uh-huh. So those are our books of the week, right? I don't, I don't got anything else. Uh, I
1: think that was it. Yeah, we
0: done.
1: Yeah, I think that's Probably
0: it. done with those books, yeah. Yeah, so uh, awesome. we're going to wrap things up. Uh, we're definitely going to come back and talk about more books next week. There were some things that came out this week that we didn't get a chance to talk about. We'll talk about that then. We'll definitely spoil some books uh, that come out next week. We're, we're trying not to spoil too much that comes out the week of because we record on fridays books just came out two days ago not everybody gets to read their books yeah so but some standout ones that we definitely want people to pick up uh, we'll 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 talk about but we're not going to sit here and, and spoil all you know have six or seven books that came out this previous wednesday so it'll be a little bit a little bit of a mix but hopefully maybe you hear something that you're not reading like a howard the duck or a red one and then you maybe feel like you want to go out and pick it up i mean that's our goal uh-huh. Yeah,
1: and we'll toggle with the format just to see how things work. But if there are any books that you want to see us talk about, then you could tweet us at backup stories. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let us know because if there's something that we're not reading that you know you kind of want to get our thoughts on or um, just something that
0: you want to jump on, but you don't know like how things are going, then yeah, just- Rob is really good at that. If you're looking to jump into a series and don't know exactly where to jump in, I would definitely reach out to Rob, because he can point you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just name a character that you want to get into, and I'll I'll send you there. (laughs) Excellent. Cool. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, Rob had mentioned before, if you want to get in touch with us, we are at Backup Stories on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at Jarok, J-O-R-O-A-K. Rob. And I'm at Dusk1020. We're all part of uh, the Talking Comics family at TalkingComics.com. You can follow them over at Talking Comics, and you could actually follow Rob and I each week as we sit with our friends, uh, Mr. C. Say and Miss Jackie Turner, uh, as we talk about video games at uh, Talking Underscore Games. Mm-hmm. So you can check us out over there as well. Cool. So that's gonna do it, guys. Take care, and we'll see you next week.